You know, I remember when I sat down to write my first play. I asked Jesus, will you co-write with me? And he said yes. And I told Jesus, I want to write plays for women. What do women want to see? And Jesus said, sexy men. Since that day, I've searched the world for the sexiest black men alive. And I found them, my shirtless men. And Jesus was pleased. I didn't know religion worked like that. Then I asked Jesus, how can I further spread your message on earth? And he said, cross-dressing. And so I put on a dress and a wig, and Jesus was pleased with that dress, that wig, and these beautiful muscular gifts from God. I have built an empire, and soon I will crush Ice Cube, and my supremacy of Black Hollywood will be complete. Welcome back to the Boondocks Podcast, in which today we are discussing Season 3, Episode 8, Pause, in which Granddad is cast as the leading man by mega superstar of stage and screen, Winston Jerome. But when the theater group turns out to be a homoerotic evangelical cult, it's up to Huey and Riley to put a pause to it. But before that, y'all, you already know how you live in. What's up? What's up? How's everybody doing? All right. All, all right. All oh. right. All right. Oh, we've got a guest here since uh, our, our Queen Tiara is out for uh, this episode and next. Uh, welcome okay. to Demond from the Demond Does and Disputed podcast. How are you, Demond? <laughs> I am well. I am well. Um, thanks for having me once again. I appreciate it. It's awesome. And I know you, you got some other podcasts. Why don't you uh, give us all your, all your, where you're at? <sighs> okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, have demand does, which I do, uh, which I ask everybody the same six questions because the same six questions can tell a unique story. And I have a new episode dropping as we tape this uh, tomorrow, which will have been last Wednesday um, with Nathan Flynn from uh, Mission Impotable. And, uh, Still working on figuring something out with um, a different world pod. Then there is Disputed, mm -hmm. which I co-host with a, a gentleman by the name of um, um, Dean. Dean, hey, that's, that's me. Mm -hmm. That would be you. Some white dude. Some white dude, I heard. <laughs> some, some white cat. <laughs> and uh, I started a new one. Uh, well, I didn't start, actually. I'm uh, more of a producer and uh, uh, uh uh, Black Ed McMahon for uh, in, in the Stack, which is a library podcast, which is a library podcast uh, uh, based locally here in uh, Jeffersonville, where we uh, talk about different things going on at the library and do interviews and stuff like that. And uh, that's that's been pretty. That's been a really cool experience as well. So, and uh, and uh, I since I've been doing AKAs on dispute, I figured I'd throw one in here. AKA Cousin Demond of the W O O D clan, man. <laughs> hey, I like that. <laughs> cousins visiting. You know how your cousins come and visit for the summer? Yeah. When they come spend the night, that's exactly what it is when Demond comes and visits. <laughs> I, I feel like, uh, what was the dude's name on Home uh, Home Improvement? Uh, the guy Wilson. who. Uh, Wilson. Yeah, I feel like Wilson. Like, I'm standing on a step stool looking over the fence most of the time. And then every now and then I get to come over and play. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Can he come over and play? I guess. Tell him he has to go home at dinner, though. <laughs> I don't eat much. We love so. having you. Yeah, hell yeah. And it's not a sports episode this time. Okay? But but I do <laughs> but I do have the uh, the the Seattle uh, Kraken and the Las Vegas uh, whatever they are the the Knights of whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, first period just ended there. The uh, Kraken are behind. Oh, the hockey's getting that started, I guess. Yep. Yep. 
inaugural season. I even got my, yeah, actually I got it right. Do I have it back here? No, I don't. This I, makes great I, audio, I, by the way. I got, I got the, yeah. I got, I got the inaugural season custom jersey from the Seattle Kraken. Nice. What is that? Hockey? Yeah. Oh. So yeah, we haven't had a we haven't had a, a, a NHL team here in like fifty years. Wow. Which is oh, kind of odd. I mean, I, we I, because we had the we had the Supersonics, which you know I wouldn't you never think of Seattle as being a a, a, a a basketball <laughs> town, um, which is why I you know it's not anymore. They left right. for Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they told you guys you weren't. They were like, we are you yeah. are not. You are no longer Seattle no is longer not hated. a basketball city. It's hey, they have some good players. Oklahoma City now. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. I said they had some good players. Wasn't like Sean Kemp. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I've never. I don't they, watch uh, basketball. Oh, GP. GP uh, Gary Payton. Yeah. Had, they went to the championship one year and lost to uh, the, the the Jordan Bulls. It was one of those. It was they were, <laughs> the Jordan Bulls. <laughs> the Jordan Bulls. <laughs> I, I, I like that. <laughs> That'd probably make his day if you ever heard that. He'd be like, yeah, damn right with his hoop earring. I can't stand it. He still wears hoop earrings in 2021. I can't stand that. I can't. I can't. I, I, I'm going to start doing that now. <laughs> Big ass hoop earrings. I like you. I like you. Okay. Don't become a wajita. Uh, with them big ass hoop earrings <laughs> from back in the back in the 70s. Bamboo? <laughs> like El Oto Jay about? Bamboo earrings. I'm a wajita. Yeah, so that's what we call. That's what we say. And this, you say what about white people? We're like the wikites, and they are so confused. They have no idea what we're talking about. That's the wikite thing. We were we were talking about serial killers and like how you could like how a few have been. There's been three that they found at the resort that we go to. The most famous one, yeah, Carrie Stainer. Um, he's the guy that killed the mom, the daughter, and the friend who were in Yosemite probably about 10, 15 years ago. Hmm. And his brother was the one from, um, we talked about this a few episodes ago from, I know my name is Steven. Yeah. He was kidnapped many years ago. Well, that's his older brother. And he was a, um, right. he was a handyman that worked at Yosemite and he, he killed these ladies and he was at the resort where we are, which is a three, at least three hours away from Yosemite. And somebody recognized him and called the police and the police was like, keep him there. So he was there having, it was one of his favorite places to have lunch. I don't know how a place three hours away from you is your favorite place to have lunch, but they just like started giving him extra meals and doing all this. And then that's where he was actually caught. So I found this out, Lindsay on Mr. Ballin. I totally Mm -hmm. watching it one night. Yeah. Two o'clock in the morning watching it. And all of a sudden there's the moniker, you know, the, the, um, at the, uh, out front of the resort and I was like holy shit and hubby was sleeping and I wanted to wake him up but I knew he had to get up in four hours so I just waited so he got up all night he woke up at 6 30 I was like babe look at this and I immediately turned it off <laughs> I didn't sleep all night but yeah so we were telling somebody this the other day and she was like oh my god and she just like completely she lost it like we should have told her that we didn't know that she was one of these people so she ended up saying something and I look I was like a hubby I was like that's that wahite and she, you know, she didn't know. She had no idea. But yeah. So if I say that, yeah. Totally Respectfully. Stupid. Totally stupid. <laughs> stupid Wahite people questions. Yes. Yes. Just <laughs> <laughs> start calling it that. Especially when he's like, you mean I got to stay like this? Like, that is perfect. I'm going to stay this color. Oh, yeah. I love that. You're going to make me watch that movie. I've been looking for it. I can't find it, though. Like on any of the platforms, you think you'll be able to find it? I'll find that shit. I know you will. <laughs> but yeah, so I hope everybody's having a good week, a good short week because of Columbus Day. Yeah, it's yeah. It looks like anybody. Yeah, you'd have to rent it anywhere. Yeah. Which hey, that means they're still making money. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I want to make my movie. That's that's probably my that's. That's my top Steve Martin movie, followed by um, got, uh, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, which is hilarious and great. Um, it's which is it's done all in black and white. It's like it's done as a as a noir film, and they take they take pieces from other like uh, The Big Sleep 
and uh, uh, Casablanca and all those, and they mix it in. So like he's actually talking to Humphrey Bogart or or, or Betty Davis, and it's it's really well done. Uh, and then of course of course Three Amigos. That's the movie. Did you know they did not get along? That's, really? That's a, that's a surprising. Chevy Chase is a piece of shit. So wow. that, yeah. Okay. okay, let me rework this. Nobody got along with Chevy Chase. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I just found out recently. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Steve Martin and, and Martin Short still work together. So. Yeah, yeah. I just, I love, it just ruins any vacation movie for me because I feel like he is, you know, Clark Griswold through he's and through. Re- yeah, he's so really, he's, he's, he's really good at acting. <laughs> yeah. He'd probably be an asshole to me because I would totally like go up to him with one of the lines from the movie or something like that. One of my all-time favorite movies is anything vacation. Vegas Vacation is probably my favorite. Then the Wally World one, the very first one is my mm-hmm. is probably my second. But love those movies. So that kind of hurt my you know hurt my heart. I was like, oh. But then I started seeing more stuff, like how he banned people from SNL and all this other shit because he yeah because he's such an ass. Oh, like yeah. when he was on there, yeah. And he he had left uh, for when he was on Community. He had left uh, for Dan Harmon, the creator. Uh, he had left some really shitty voicemails, and Harmon released them. <laughs> he was like fuck you chevy j but he he actually came out later and apologized because he had he was he was in a really bad place at that time uh so dan Harmon also produces uh rick and morty now Um, okay so he's i mean he's he's great with comedy uh and he i mean community was an amazing show but yeah he uh yeah, not many people got along with Chevy on there. And no. Yeah, he his his opinion, Chevy's opinion of himself is really high. So, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, you're not that great of an actor. Right. You can stay comedian, com- like you're a comedic actor, but dude, come on, stop. Like you're, stop. Say that you have a long, a long career. Say that, yes, you were on, you know, the beginning of SNL. And, you know, mm-hmm. you have some things on your resume. But other than that, you have you ever won an award? Have you ever done anything that would then submit you as this great freaking actor or comedic actor? No, nope. you have not. Calm down, Mr. Chase. Put your he old was, yeah, and he ass. was one I of the first. He, he was one of the first ones to you know, be uh, women aren't funny. Um, so yeah, yes, he did he did he talked about Gilda Radner and yeah, yep. Yep. yeah, I remember that. Lorraine YouTube Newman. You a lot of stuff. Yeah. I learned that on YouTube thanks to yep. the Mojo yep. channel. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he talked, he was saying that women on SNL shouldn't have, like at the beginning, they shouldn't be listed as, you know, given credit. So they shouldn't, you know, at the beginning, you shouldn't say guest starring or starring, blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. Because they weren't as funny. They were just like, basically, you know, part of the scenery. Yeah. That's, you know, and, and, and he wasn't the only, I mean, I think uh, Bill Murray was kind of in that, that camp as well. Uh, don't ruin Bill Murray for me too. I no, there, there, there's a lot of Bill. There's a lot of stuff that Bill Murray has done. Uh, I, I, I think he's trying to repair some of that recently. But um, yeah, there's some stuff that's you know. I mean, even uh, physical abuse with his wife um, that that has been reported. Things like that. So he kind of looks like it. If you think about him, like how he kind of like he keeps that. That whole bald headed thing and like yeah, he kind of keeps that going. Like I don't I don't know. I see it. I'm not too surprised. Yeah. That does kind of ruin Scrooge for me. And I love Scrooge. <sighs> Aside from Die Hard, Scrooge is the one Christmas movie the, the other Christmas movie that I watched. And yes, Die Hard. I was just talking about that the other day. Die Hard is a great movie. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. movie. <laughs> it is a Christmas movie. <laughs> It this is, a, is a disputed episode. <laughs> no, there's no, that's an undisputed. It, it can go on with Skip Bayless. <laughs> For men, and, <laughs> it is. That is not a people don't put that on. They put on a Christmas story. No, no because there's that. there is a Santa outfit. It. There's a Santa outfit. It. There's a Christmas tree. They play rocking around the Christmas tree. Yep. Uh, you know, all, and 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 Merry Christmas, Christmas is lights. said. Yeah, there's Christmas lights. Yep. Is that the one where he laughs and pulls the gun off his back? No, he, he, yeah, he he yes. uh, he wraps he yeah, ties yeah, the guy yeah, to the chair with all of them, <laughs> and, 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 and he and he wrote he wrote on the guy's shirt, "Ho ho ho!" Now I have the detonators. <laughs> Christmas, my bad. Total Christmas, total Christmas. And, and he put a Santa hat on the guy that he killed. <laughs> all the ways. See, I was I was totally misinformed. It is a Christmas. 
movie. Now, had it been done as it had originally planned to be, because originally the John McClane character, uh, and I know we're going really off the rails here, was, mm-hmm. was, was originally cast for Frank Sinatra. But it took what? them so long because the book was written in the 50s. Oh, my God. It was God. based on a book. And it was uh, like late 50s, early 60s. Uh, and yeah, it was supposed to be it, the, the Sinatra right. had the rights to be. So they actually had to ask him first <laughs> and, and wow. him to decline it before they could ask anybody else. That's crazy. So he, had, that. he, had, he had rights of first refusal. So, yeah. The more you know mm-hmm. with the episodes that have nothing to do with what so we're talking about. All right. But speaking of we which. always drop little nuggets like that. I love it. So, <laughs> so do we want to you know. do we want to shift gears to the episode or do we uh, oh, yeah, anything that's else right. we want to cover? That's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. No. Do, doing that boondocks thing. Yes. Here we are doing so, that boondocks thing. Great yeah. episode. I think it was funny. I, I laughed a few times. Yeah. I paused it a few times. Rewound it a few times. Yeah. This, I, I you know, there's, because I, I, and, Trivia, this is supposed to be based off of uh, uh, Tyler Perry and Medea. So, Ma Dukes, Medea. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I don't, honestly, I mean, I, I never, again, like I said, prior in our pre, pre-show uh, stuff, that I had never seen a Medea movie. Uh, so, and I don't really know much about Tyler Perry. Um, so, I, I, it'll be, I will be interested to see how closely, I mean, after I, I want to do some research after this and see how closely yeah. any of this matches to anything that Tyler Perry is about. I mean, I see if he got wind of it and had a little bit of an attitude, mm-hmm. because some of it did de- definitely represent. Oh yeah. Him. Um, yeah. And what a lot of people thought for a while. I remember when it came out that he had his girlfriend pregnant or that he had a girlfriend. Everybody was like, who? <laughs> Where? Damn. When? Uh, yeah. At least. A good portion of his movies, there does end up being a dark-skinned black heartthrob with his shirt off with like a 20-pack for no reason at all. Well, he's an asshole. Like in, um, like in uh, the movie with Janet Jackson. Why did, I, why did I get married? What was Yeah. Why did I get married, right? I don't know. I haven't heard of that one. Oh, well, yeah. with, with Jill Scott? Yes. Uh, yeah. Her husband was an asshole. Uh, the friend from when they the wood the wood the from third the wood. guy from the wood yeah. not not the two famous ones but the third one you remember the wood it was the tall guy so it was um or or uh Tate I'm not Tate yeah uh, Merlin's not the other one Morse Chestnut. Show. Morse Chestnut was in that movie wasn't he no not Morse no. Chestnut the guy um, is on the TV show All American right now. Omar Epps. And don't make me call my son. What is his name? <laughs> wow. Lindsay, you know what we're talking about. Short. He was in Tate a, Diggs. Omar Epps and Tate yes, Diggs, Diggs. We were in there. And then there was the third one that was the tall friend, Slim. Wasn't yeah. Shabar Moore? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, Shabar Moore was way out by then. <laughs> He's he was all he was already doing his uh criminal minds thing. Yeah. You know. yeah, but it was why did I get married? Yeah, so why did I get married? So <laughs> Janet was in it, Jill Scott was in it. Um and then this the other lady that's always been um, stuff. from New York Undercover, the black dude from oh, New York yeah, Undercover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I never watched that one. It's good. That's a good one. So that that definitely watch. Why did I get married? Right. It doesn't have Medea in it, but that is a Tyler <laughs> Perry movie. I would say watch the Medea one. So ends up with their shirt off. Okay, it's still it's great. Yeah, good movies, but they're definitely he switches it. Like it'll be the. The savior of, you know, the man is the, you know, fair skinned one. Then there's a light skinned one. It'll like he switches it throughout, you know, movies. It depends. Um, the dark skin one. I will stay light skinned for you. <laughs> light skinned, yes. Yeah, yeah. With no shirt on. He's a gardener. He's got a deal. Oh, yeah. Well, this episode, yeah, this episode was funny. All right. Well, let's get into it, shall we? I guess I'll be, I, I will be, uh, since TR is not here, uh, I will be uh, doing her part of doing the recap. So anyway, we start at the Freeman resident with granddad and the boys watching recording of a play. It's a uh, Winston Jerome play. And Huey is curious why we're, why they're watching it. Granddad says that he's watching to prepare for an open casting call audition for a Winston Jerome's new play. Uh, this confuses Huey as granddad is not an actor. Granddad says he's been a thespian for a while. Uh, Huey thinks granddad is too old, but granddad doesn't see any reason why he can't be a sex symbol or a heartthrob. 
Riley thinks he should do it before it's too late, and it's getting too late as it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> when Granddad says he's not, he's going to give him everything he's got, Riley says pause, and then wants Granddad to say no homo because what he did, what he said, sounded gay, and if it sounds gay, it is gay. So, uh, but Granddad's not having any of that. Um, uh, from there, we go into a little thing where Huey breaks down the typical Winston Jerome play. It's a, a beautiful, educated, professional black woman is in a troubled marriage with a dark skinned, bald guy, uh, usually from law and order. Uh, she meets a shirtless light skinned gardener who just got out of jail, usually played by Shamar Moore. Uh, they bond over their love of Jesus. Uh, she's, she tries to give her marriage one last chance, uh, with the dark skinned, bald guy from law and order. Uh, but. Before that, the dark-skinned bald guy tries to hit her. The shirtless, light-skinned gardener saves her, and the woman and the gardener kiss uh, happily ever after. Um, <laughs> from the, so uh, that's the temp- That's the typical. That's the template for a uh, a Winston Jerome story. Uh, from there, uh, we we show we see Granddad showing up at the audition, along with a mass of other men, and he's concerned about how many are there for just a play. Kadeem Hardison, who happens to be sitting next to him, tells him that. It's more than just a play because it can lead to a movie of the play, which could then lead to a TV series of the movie of the play. Uh, Just then, Winston Jerome walks out into the crowd of aspiring actors. As he's walking down, he sees Robert and stops to tell his assistant to have him come back. Uh, Real quick, Dean. Sure, sure. Uh, Before you go any further, um, I want to take offense to something that they did in this scene. Okay, so they introduced Kadeem Hardison, who played himself in the show, right? right. Mm-hmm. And they yep. said he was from a different world, right? Yep. Which is true. However, he they should have mentioned the greatest part that he has played uh, in his whole career, and that was Rubber Band Man in the co- in the cartoon Static Shock. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> when when did that come out? Uh, it was in the, I want to say it was in the early 2000s. Okay. Uh, it was like 2000 to 2004. It was actually a really good show. So it was, be- so it was, before, it was before this episode then? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say school days or <laughs> his role as father in Zendaya, in Zendaya show. Um, no, I wanted to be as Casey Undercover. <laughs> Casey Undercover is, let me tell you, I can sit up and watch Casey Undercover with my kids or without them mm. and laugh my ass off. Right on. Um, but Zendaya is like, like, oh my God, if I had a daughter, I'd be like, I want her to be her. She's like everything. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Kadeem Hardison's whole part should have been a much like much larger resume is what uh, Pop <laughs> should have said. You know, but yeah. And he could have called him, you know, Dwayne. Like he could have said oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, it's probably, that's, you know, granddad's watching that because it's got young, beautiful women on it. And that's, of course. His, that's his goal in life. <laughs> he probably wanted Whitley. He probably, he probably should have said Whitley, you know, Jasmine guy. When he, you know. Oh but yeah. Skinny, skin, light, light skinned. <laughs> I can, so I can hear him now. There are so many things in this that, you know, I wanted to like quote and say, but it was just so many, <clears throat> so many points of what really happens in black culture. So like the light skinned thing is always a big thing. You know, it's very better. meta. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, or like how they, the one character kept referring to the Kool-Aid. Yeah. You know, like drinking the Kool-Aid, don't, you know, um, that, it was more than just black people drinking Kool-Aid. It was a double kind of encounter actually, with that. Yeah. yeah that, well, the other, yeah, the other, the other part of that is it's, they're, they're just talking about they're in a cult. And yeah, so that, yeah. that which leads to the Jonestown stuff. So, yeah. 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 Which we just watched as well. It was on a Mr. Ballin episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. I love him. Uh, all right so uh so robert comes back to the audition room uh robert is standing there shirtless uh in front of everyone winston explains that this play will be called ma dukes finds herself a man uh he wants robert to repeat a line but first wait wait Uh, something's off lotion what flavor you want man i got tropical peach sunrise orange minty mango and apricot or I can just take two flavors and swirl them together. Just tell me which ones you like. You want me to pick one for you? Uh, okay. Minty mango it is. Mmm. Turn around. Hey! You want me to pop these bumps? Uh, no! All right. You good then. <laughs> uh, 
So, uh, MJ, you had that clip. I want a lotion you want man. To say? <laughs> want a, by, by the way, the lotion man, because there was there was no uh, Uncle Ruckus. There's no Uncle Ruckus in this episode. The lotion man is voiced by Gary Anthony Williams, who voices Uncle Ruckus. Ah, I like that. They utilize you for more than one thing. That's <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Winston Jerome's assistant, voiced by Jill Talley, who is Tom's wife. Uh, I thought, like, I was like, her voice is a little, I mean, it's a little more <laughs> sultry, but it, yeah. it sounded familiar. Um, every time I think of that, I think about the shot of her panties when he was on the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yep. um, yeah, no, I like this just because it was like, that was like <clears throat> one of the first obvious signs that grandpa should have picked up. <laughs> and I'm wondering if he did at this point, but he already was so resolved to, this is my shot. I don't care. So it is what it is. Um, but yeah, Grandad- I, it makes Grandad me wonder is if colorblind to red yeah. flags. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was funny. I was like, I would love a lotion, man. Especially if he's going to like yeah. make combinations for you. But <laughs> you um, pop, like said, you're just, get those bumps. Yeah, yeah. You pop those bumps. that was great. That was great. That would be me because I'm a, I'm a, I'm one of those people that like to do that. No. Uh, yeah. I'm weird. You, I know. Tell me you don't watch Doctor Pimple Popper. I did. I did. And so happy was like, please stop watching that. Not while I'm around. She can't. So please stop watching that. Hard no. I get yeah. so excited. I'd be like, oh my God, look at that 77 year old tumor. She's about to shout. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> la, 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 la. I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You guys are all like so, just so cringed right now. So uh, just grossed out. Uh, yeah, no. 20. No, thank you. <laughs> anyway. But, uh, We'll get back to yeah. Let's get yeah, back to so. So, so uh, that after, now that Robert's lotioned up, he re- begins to repeat the line, but he gets as far as saying "Ma Dukes," and then Jerome says that it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, tells him the story of how he came to write his first play with the help of Jesus. This was all in the intro clip uh, that Jesus told him to find sexy men and to cross dress. Cross dressed helps spread the word. He now has gotten to the point where he just wants to crush Ice Cube and have supremacy over Black Hollywood. Uh, Jerome then makes Robert say that he accepts Jesus as his Lord and Savior, uh, and Jerome as Jesus' Jesus's representative in TV and movie business, and renounce Ice Cube and all his works, including Friday. Uh, once Robert agrees to all of these things, Jerome states that Robert is his new leading man uh, and should come to a fondue shindig at the compound that evening. Um. After that, we go back home. Uh, Tom has come over to watch the boys for that evening. Tom is very excited for Robert, wants to know uh, who the leading lady is. Robert dances around the subject until Riley jumps in to say that the leading lady is Ma Dukes. Granddad is upset that the boys read the script, (laughs) Um, uh, every bit of it. Uh, And and so, uh, because he said it was top secret. Anyway, uh, Tom is even more proud of Robert for being so dedicated. Riley, of course, thinks it's all gay. from there, that evening, we show Robert showing up to the uh, to Jerome's palatial compound, uh, where you can. See, I mean, he's got like a palace there. You can see he's got the the movie set and the play set all in the back. I mean, the place is huge. Um, so uh, Jerome, Jerome's op- assistant opens the door, welcomes Robert uh, in, and brings him inside. When they enter the big room where they're having the party, Winston Jerome is being lowered from the ceiling, dressed as Ma Dukes, and then goes into. A musical piece. Hello, how do you do? We're so glad you joined our crew. Welcome to our lovely compound, where it all goes down. Hot oil, bananas and cream, white unicorns and wet cream, rainbow and lace. Oh, it makes me want to stream. Anything is possible with Jesus on our team. Jesus gave me a vision to make plays and dress like women. Wear corsets and real fire rings. Big girls with a lot of panty in them. In my feminine, I know you have suspicions, but I'm all man. Trust me, we can switch positions. <laughs> So, as you yeah, may have recognized, definitely. that's basically a mix of Sweet Transvestite and the Time Warp from Rocky Horror Picture mm-hmm. Show that has been changed to a song about Jerome's vision called It's All Right to Cross Dress for Christ. 
<laughs> MJ. <laughs> I love it. I just it was so funny to me, especially when I was reading the words as listening as watching it. I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many gay references. I'm sorry, and I'm saying that in a bad way, but so many, so many, and they weren't subtle. No, um, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but um, super funny, and it was just the you know the whole Rocky Horror Picture Show. I just saw it for the first time. Um, and it's, well, I guess you could say it's entirety because I was like, well, I got to take this in bits and pieces because I was around other people <laughs> that thought it was their duty to act it out while I was watching. And I mm-hmm. was like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. Just let me watch it. <laughs> but um, that's not last how that year. works. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So just, I just thought it was very funny, interesting. And I wonder, you know, I know that we looked it up and Dean, you said that Tyler Perry was like, oh, I, you know, it's, it is what it is. And I was informed about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if, like, what he thought when he saw that and if there is anything i know it's not that extreme but i wonder if there's anything that is entertaining like that that occurs once you get hired <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just yeah. i mean there's so many questions that you have about i mean like the yeah the, the phone thing and yeah uh, just all the you know having to stay at the compound is i mean which i believe because he tapes everything in like two three weeks less than a month mm. like all his movies are literally taped like they go all day that's probably why all the ladies' wigs look horrible. But at the, like, you know, because they, they're like, just go. No cutting for hair and makeup. But they go and they like wrap everything up in a crazy amount of time. I think most movies are filmed on the low end, maybe three months, two to three months. If I'm not mistake, mistaken, most of his movies have been filmed and recorded in two weeks to, like I said, maybe a month. So, Interesting. yeah. So I could, I, I could see that being true. Like him saying, nope, we, we need to record at four thirty in the morning, yeah. you know, and or you know, I need you here, you know. So, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not not too far fetched. I mean, I, I assume that when lots of po- folks are, you know, when they're doing movies elsewhere, they're staying wherever it is they're shooting the movie. So, I mean, I don't see that that's really any different. Yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. just curious about how drill sergeant like. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah. Jerome is, and you can so. have your phone and all that yeah right huh. could be i mean if you want everybody's focus maybe yeah true yeah i would because i just i i picture if had this been like an hour-long episode that like robert would have had a room and that jerome's got cameras in all the rooms and i mean he's, right. he obviously had a camera pointing at the stage uh so uh when uh when they were uh, well, well, we'll come up on that in a little bit, but, uh, anyway, from here, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, granddad is, is impressed and, and he's, he, uh, asked if that's in the place says, no, we just do that for fun. Uh, so anyway, Jerome walks Robert around the compound, uh, telling him that he will be staying there just like the rest of the crew throughout the run of the play. Just then Robert's phone rings. Jerome is upset saying that the phone, that phones aren't allowed. Uh, he makes him answer and tell the boys that he won't be coming home. Uh, from there, the crew assembles on stage to begin their rehearsals. Uh, Jerome begins uh, by praying for the production. As he does so, Robert's mind starts to wander. Uh, <laughs> looking at uh, all the women around, thinking about how he's on top. Uh, and, you know, the, uh, yeah, the big, the big boobs, he, he's, he's super happy about them. And he's very excited about the whole process. Um, Backstage, uh, Robert runs into one of the crew who's been who says she's been with Jerome for ten years. Robert mentions that her family her family must be very proud, but she says she doesn't speak to her family anymore. Uh, he meets he then meets another woman who's been in the in the business for twelve years, doing porn. <laughs> she says that Winston's saved her while uh, uh, basically she's just not giving it up. She's giving it up to Jesus and his homeboys. While she's walking away, away Jerome pr- approaches Robert and asks him to join him in his study. Uh, in the study, uh, there's a huge crucifix with Jesus hanging from it, um, at which uh, Jerome has put a sweater on because it looks so cold. Uh, <laughs> Jerome mm-hmm. says that he loves Jesus and asks Robert if he does too. He says he does, but when Jerome brings up the security tape of the prayer from earlier, uh, you can see that Robert was looking at boobs of all the women in the cast. Uh, Jerome tells him that if Ro- if women are what Robert wants, Jesus and he will deliver in abundance. But first, Robert must give himself uh, fully to Jesus Christ first, 
and then to Jerome. Uh, At that point, Robert's phone rings again. Jerome is furious. Jerome gives him an ultimatum to choose between his old life and his new one. Hey, boys. Uh, No, everything's good. Look, please don't call me again. This is my family now. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. You made the right choice, Robert. I don't get it. They is new family now. It's worse than I thought. Granddad's in a cult. A cult? That's gay. Well, he's in trouble. We got to save him. Come on. <laughs> I, love the, I, I, that, I think that uh, I chose that one just because Riley thinking a cult was gay just kind of uh-huh. made me laugh. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's I, for some reason, any the, all the random shit that Riley finds gay <laughs> just cracks me up all the time. Everything. Yeah. Well, everything, yeah. That's gay. That's gay. That's gay. <clears throat> Say no homo. Pause. I mean, yeah. What's, and I was going to say that's that's funny because now pause is a thing. Like before it was no homo, but nobody ever said pause, no homo. But now you say pause. Like that's a, that's the thing. Like guys don't say, they just say, oh, pause. You know what I mean? That or whatever. Like I told my son, just put the, I just I said, put the balls back in there. I meant the meatballs <laughs> and the sauce. He was making them. And he was like, pause. But you mean put them on? And I was like, okay, I get it. I, that's a, I get it. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's just funny that all these years later, now pause is a thing. That's funny. You know, I, I had never heard until normal. watching this. I had never heard of pause as a as a thing. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's what you say now. You don't say no homo. <laughs> now it, and I'm sure that's because of you know we don't use a word and things. You know we don't say that, but now it's pause. So, and let me tell you, my ten year old said it the other day. And it was really good. Whatever he said, it actually, because he doesn't really get it. And so, but he hears his dad, he hears his brother, he hears a basketball team. So he's been waiting for a shot, I think, to say it. And he said what the other day. <laughs> and we were like, that works. And that boy danced and celebrated <laughs> for like a good 15 minutes. We were like, that works. And that was a good one. And then said, I still don't get it. Yeah. And then was like, I still don't get it. Yeah, but he knew it worked. He knew uh, that's it worked, hilarious. But he just didn't get why. So, or you yeah. could just see, you could just see the light bulb come on in his head. Ding! That's yeah. my chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he literally danced. <laughs> I wish I could show you guys what he was doing. We were, what are you doing? A hold that? Like it was so funny. It was so funny. He was so proud of himself. He went to his brother. It was, awesome. it was a good day for him. I got him with the pause. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck it meant, but I got him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so back at rehearsal, Robert and Kadeem are running their lines together. Uh, Jerome, dressed as Ma Dukes, is giving direction uh, as they are doing so and getting increasingly frustrated. Uh, He stops to have a prayer and asks Jesus uh, what he would do, basically. He says that Jesus has informed him that the scene would have more impact if Robert kissed Ma Dukes on the lips. Robert is concerned. At that point, Winston tries to assuage Robert's fears about what's going on. Jesus said that we need to kiss passionately so the audience can feel our love. Change it in the script. Raise Jesus, we rise. Are you sure he didn't say kick? I should kick you or maybe kill? Let me kill you. Nobody ever see that coming. No, he said kiss, kiss. There was no ambiguity at all. Chapstick. Robert, it's okay. I totally understand your concerns. Winston Jerome would never, ever kiss a man. That would be homosexual and against my Christian faith. Exactly. Mine too. But Jesus wants us to be actors first and heterosexual second. Now, Winston Jerome is a very, very straight man that loves the ladies. But Marduk's is a woman. And when I go on stage, Jesus wants me to become her. Inside and out. Can't just have a woman's clothes. I need a woman's thoughts. A woman's movements. And a woman's desires. Oh my! <laughs> so, so yeah. So you, you, so MJ, you and I had basically picked parts of that that entire thing. Yeah, I thought it was funny. One, his accent—I don't know why it was so prevalent, more prevalent to me in this monologue mm-hmm. um, that he had. But I was like, okay, one, two. That's another major flag, mm. right there. But he had already at this point was like, you know. He resolved to it. So overall, I started thinking really insightfully. And I said, how many people, it's very telling now because there's so many people that will do things that are against what they say their morals or beliefs are for clout or fame. Hmm. And that's what, you know, and that's what um, Pop was doing, Grandpa was doing. And it's kind of sad because it's like, in one way, it's like he never gave up no matter how old he is. He's like, I'm going to do what needs to be done. But then again, it is sad. You're that old and you should know better. <laughs> but you're still doing what you think needs to be done. Um, very telling of 
where we are today as a society and how easy it is to be to get fame once again doing air quotes as you guys can see but the fame or the clout that people think that they want you know especially that quick kind of like you didn't really do any hard work to get it but they have it you know so this uh social media fame i'll say yeah um reality shows i mean if one more black person that used to have a hit gets on a mona scott show and puts their entire business out in the street like we've been told our entire lives that we don't do for $7,500, I'm going to fight them. Like, come on. <laughs> come on, guys. You know? Um, you know? Because there's always an audience for it, but yet there won't be an audience for it if you stop putting yourself on there. You know, nobody, nobody's like checking for the second girl that was in The Good Girls. And if you guys even know who The Good Girls are, I'll give you props, but... I so didn't know quick. what the I didn't know what the last thing you said was. So yes. Oh, you don't know what Love and Hip Hop is? You know what Love no. and Hip Hop is? No. no. TV show? I don't know who Mona Scott is. She discovered Cardi B. Discovered quote unquote. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. But, yeah. Like like Columbus discovered like, America. <laughs> She's no, the but, Tyler Perry of VH1 yeah. reality TV show. Look, okay. Mona See, Scott that's, discovered that's, that's Cardi why B more yeah. than Columbus discovered America. So yeah, real, I don't I don't watch <laughs> reality more. shows. So that's yeah. yeah. So it's one of the. It's one of the, um, you remember like back in the day, like, like the rock of love and like, you know, when Flavor Flav had a show, like when v- VHOS started doing more reality shows. Yeah. So I, she's I, in that same realm. Okay. But it's past rappers or wannabe rappers or people that tout themselves as rappers or singers or whatever, um, that come on the show. It's love and hip hop. So hmm. it's showing their lives, um, you know, as, as their either still relevant, which most of them are not, um, you know, and it's just, they get on TV and they act a damn fool to be so old. Like it's like the bad girls club and flavor of love and all that wrapped up in one big, beautiful boat. Yeah. But these people are doing it for, I mean, Cardi B is the most, by far the most successful coming out of that show. But for the most of them, you're my age, if not older acting a damn fool on TV for whatever amount of money you're getting. Like, I'd rather you go drive Uber. I'd rather you go work at Trader Joe's like Alvin from the Cosby Show did. I'd rather you do something like that than, I mean, I'm not your family, so do what you do. But I'm just saying, I know that my grandma would be like, girl, what? didn't we always tell you we don't put our business in the street so you damn sure shouldn't be on VH1 fighting and acting a fool and Last year you were messing with this person, but now this year you're messing with this person and, you know, just that type of, you know, that type of thing. So it is, like I said, it, you know, it, hip, love and hip hop is still relevant, but now you don't need love and hip hop. Now you just go ahead and record yourself on your own Instagram or your own TikTok or your own YouTube channel or whatever, yeah. put your business out there. And if it goes viral, people will find out about it. You know, um, the crate challenge. Perfect. Oh, example. God. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. I would love to see the amount of medical bills oh, God. <laughs> that accumulated during that challenge. During a pandemic. That's the thing I didn't get. So you're, you're risking your you're risking your health unnecessarily yeah. in the middle of a pandemic. So if you yeah. fall and break something, you are going to the hospital. I and then they can go, can't see you because we have COVID. There's COVID. You doing the damn crank challenge and falling and busting your ass is not priority. So you know, but hey, anything for your TikTok to go viral. Like, I just don't, don't get me wrong, guys. I am, I used to think I was going to be on Mickey Mouse Club, Kids Incorporated. <laughs> like, you know, I auditioned for um, the real world, but I was too young. Like, all this stuff. I definitely loved that and wanted to be in that. But I have a line that I drew as to far of what, you know, what my um, level of humiliation was going to be. There's no level of humiliation now. There's no level of humiliation to the amount of money. There's no, there's no ratio. People just do it. You know, it's just the amount of money. So mm. the bar's low. Yeah, very. They were losing that limbo contest. Let's just say that. Step over that. 
All right. So uh, from there, um, getting back to the show, uh, we now see Huey and Riley quickly approaching the compound, being sneaky. They get past the guard and sneak their way inside. Along the way, they come across the uh, the woman in the crew who's been around for 10 years and doesn't see her children anymore. Uh, this tells her uh, Robert is on stage at rehearsal. Uh, as they make it to the stage... Uh, Let's see. Uh, uh, sorry. As they make it to the stage, they see that uh, Robert and Jerome are about to kiss. Uh, they leap up and break it up, starting a fight with Jerome's shirtless men. But because they're all oiled up, they can't get the better of them and get kicked off the stage. Uh, Jerome laughs at them, cajoling them for thinking they could just take Robert back. Uh, Jerome commands uh, Robert to get rid of them. Uh, Robert throws the boys out the door. Huey tells Granddad to wake up, slapping him uh, that he's in a cult. And Huey tells him... Uh, that yeah, Huey tells him that he's been indoctrinated into a homoerotic Christian theater cult. Uh, Robert says that he knows that he is, and if it gets him into Hollywood, who cares? Uh, he doesn't want to just be normal, uh, and he's running out of time. He tells the boys to go home, that he's got $200 in quarters stashed away. They, that should hold him until he gets back home. Uh, the boys acquiesce and leave. Uh, two weeks later, it's opening night of the play. The play go goes off without a hitch and has everyone in uproar over the big kiss. Later, we catch Robert getting uh, dressed and awaiting his big prize of groupies. Uh, he steps out the door only be, to be accosted by a large woman who leaps at him, pinning him to the ground. Just then, Jerome's assistant uh, comes up, uh, stepping over Robert and telling him that, uh, that Jerome wants to see him alone. And this is uh, the part where you were talking about he can see up her skirt. <laughs> so uh, from there, uh, Robert enters Winston's office. Winston congratulates him for being so great. Robert, however, is disappointed. Don't give me that bullshit. This is the big prize. Where the Alicia Keys is? Where the Beyonce's? Where's Wonder Woman? All I see is Florida Evans's. I can get a big bitch on my own. I had to kiss you on stage in front of everybody, and all I get is them mud ducks out there. <laughs> yeah. Florida Evans's. <laughs> Florida Evans's. You know what? And Florida was an amazing woman. So fuck you, Robert. <laughs> damn, 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 damn. damn. <laughs> but wait. The best thing was that she was riding home with them. So yeah, she was. <laughs> he took it. He, he took it. He took what he could get. You know. So yeah, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. From uh, so from there, Jerome says that Jesus never said that the woman would happen overnight. He tells Robert that he's just sold the play as a movie, and that he wants Robert as his leading man as as long as Robert gives him some ass. Robert finally oh, realizes that was Jerome's plan all along, and tells him to stick it up his ass. No homo. And, no homo. <laughs> and by the way, at that part, Jerome's accent completely changes. He yeah. is code switched yeah. back to home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can, I just, can I just say, man, can I get some ass? Like, you can get it all the way back to. Yeah. I'm just going to be, I was going to be straight with you. Well, not straight, but, um, right. right. <laughs> so after Robert leaves, uh, he opts in Dorothy and in the car is the woman who jumped him, uh, along with the boys. Riley is watching the recording of the play because yeah, when Riley was there, he was filming the play and he keeps re rewinding it and teasing granddad and saying, pause, <laughs> pause, <laughs> granddad. <laughs> granddad is just pissed. Pause, granddad. <laughs> pause, granddad. Pause, pause, granddad. Yeah. So, yeah, that and uh, and that's how the story ends. Uh, the story of pause. So, um, <laughs> I th I thought it was. I don't know what it is about y'all's show and the timeless timing of it. Like, uh, I think it was the first season. Uh, it came out like when. Uh, what, what was the R. Kelly documentary? Um, Surviving R. Kelly. Surviving R. Kelly. Thank you. Um, and, and like the timing of this show has been like perfect. Like uh, this week was uh, National Coming uh, mm -hmm. uh, National Coming mm -hmm. Out Day, yeah. and then we're mm -hmm. talking about you know pause and no homo and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. it, it just uh, just uh, I just find it fascinating how this show had not only the Boondocks but the Boondocks podcast has been like perfectly timed to coincide with all these things it's just I, I just find that fascinating i just wanted to share that you know, right. i believe because it's divinely planned and <laughs> the universe knows it it's time for us to come out here and talk about some shit yeah i mean i know i didn't plan it so <laughs> I, mean, I, I just line them up uh and they, yeah it just happens to fall that way i think uh the aaron magruder is a magician of some sort behind yeah. the scenes <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah totally totally so yeah that's that's 
that's the whole story. Uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's still part of the, you know, the, the grand scheme of things, but it's, it's kind of like its own self-contained little thing, this episode, um, which mm-hmm. kind of doesn't really have a thread throughout the rest of the story of everybody else necessarily. Just to show that, you know, Riley says everything is gay. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and, you know, granddad has hopes of young, uh, bouncy. What I can't remember what he said. Uh, with the, I love that Jer- he wanted Linda Jerome Carter. Said, yeah. He says, you also love the Tatas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that part of the thing with Linda Carter. Wonder Woman. Yeah, I really Linda love that. Carter. I was like, that is the most random shit ever. But I well, love and, you know, and there were, so, and there were some, na- yeah, because he was, ta- when he was originally talking to him, he was, uh, talk- when he was talking to Tom, uh, there was, a- he was talking about the, because um, Tom had asked him who the leading lady was, right? And he, he said some names and now, and there was one that I was not familiar with. Um, I'm trying to find that, uh, transcript here so so if um i'll find it here oh it might help if i could type uh so uh, hmm. come on stop it stop it <laughs> stupid thing um i don't know why this is being a pain in the ass but Oh gosh, I wish I could remember who the hell it was. Uh, uh, a second. Um, what's June? June, June, June. The whole ice cube thing cracked me up too. Yeah, uh, I don't know what it's <laughs> ice cube. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, so Tom is like, "Who's the looking leading lady?" And they said, "Oh, they haven't ca- cast her yet." And it said, "Probably Sanaa Lathan." Uh, well, oh. that I, that name I didn't know. And then he said, okay. or how, maybe Halle Berry. <laughs> Love and basketball. Okay. So okay, like, yeah. It was, oh, she was married to Omar Epps. But oh, yeah. Okay. Right on. Yeah, because I, I had not heard that name or didn't recognize it. Anyway. Right She's fire. I know she but, wanted me. Like, I was almost like, I may want to play basketball. Then I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I was like, yeah. you know, Omar Epps is in the picture, but that yeah. was great. One of the best movies ever. You know, I've, I've watched the first half of it. I had to, we had to stop because something else was going on. So I, and I've never gotten back uh, around to watching the second half. Of it. Oh, you got to watch. I loved that movie. Right. Oh my God. So good. I could watch it right now. Damn. Right this second. That and the wood. Another great movie. Yes. So, I, I, yeah, I did like the wood. That was, that was good. So, I haven't seen Love and Basketball no. yet, but. Uh, let me let me bring up some of the <gasps> trivia. Oh, what? What was that, Lindsay? Oh no, Demond said he hasn't seen Love and Basketball either. Oh. I'm like, what are you guys <laughs> doing? I don't even watch movies, and I've seen this stuff <laughs> over and over and over. I've so, got a nice little list developing now. <laughs> yes, we can, we can get you on that. That is a trap. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring up some of the trivia here for the show. So pause is a phrase used in in the, like the whoever wrote this. I mean, I just basically copied and pasted. But it says pause is a phrase used in the urban community to express an air of awkwardness after a pseudo homosexual statement is uttered. This is commonly followed by the phrase "no homo." Um, as I stated before, Uncle Ruckus does not appear in this episode. This episode, along with the story of Jimmy Rebel, had been banned from Adult Swim and Hulu. The episode returned airing on May 29th, 2020 on Adult Swim and on HBO Max. When the episode first aired on Adult Swim, it was rated TVMA, but when it was air, uh, re-aired uh, starting May 29th, 2020, it was re-rated uh, TVMALS. Uh, the reason behind this is currently unknown. At least that's what this is here. Um... Let's see. Cultural references. Uh, so the character Winston Jerome has mentioned parody of playwright filmmaker uh, Tyler Perry. So we already know this. Uh, the, episode, the episode parodies Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, and the song Street Turns Out Like Time Warp. When Granddad recalls his acting career, a flashback uh, of him uh, auditioning for In the Heat of the Night. <laughs> Called me Mr. Pibb. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Mr. Or Mr. Ribs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and Enter the Dragon. 
<laughs> no, Mr. Handyman. <laughs> um, and then uh, Rocky, Rocky Three, where he was uh, supposed to be Mr. T there. Uh, so yeah, the, the brown skin bald dude from law and order is a reference to Steve Harris, who plays, uh, one mm-hmm. of the antagonists in the film production production of diary of a mad black woman, uh, the blonde hair, overweight black woman, a parody of Cassie Davis, an actress that is frequently cast in Tyler Perry's theater, theatrical productions, as well as te- television series, Tyler Perry's house of pain seen mm-hmm. throughout the episode in a zombie like mm-hmm. trance states on uh, two occasions that she's going to get some Kool-Aid. This is a reference to the mass suicide executed by 909 members of the People's Temple of Church. People's Temple Church, led by Jim Jones, they all died consuming cyanide-laced, grape-flavored Kool-Aid. Uh, the term drinking Kool-Aid originates from this incident. So that's what I've got for that. Love it. So, oh, and uh, they say, yeah, uh, so, yeah, um, as I uh, Winston Jerome is voiced by Affion Crockett. Kadeem Hardison was himself. Lotion Man was Gary Anthony Williams, who also voices Uncle Ruckus. And Jerome's assistant was voiced by Jill Talley, who uh, plays Sarah Dubois also. I love the trivia. There should be a boondock game you should make. (laughs) (laughs) That would be fun. I would like, I wonder if we could do that. Yes, we could. <laughs> yeah. I actually know, uh, like, no joke. Um, yeah. There is a Hillman, the board game, um, and I've actually talked to the lady who made it. Yeah. Um, and w- during our interview, we had talked about, she had talked about wanting to do um, other, other, you know, pivotal black shows. And she, we had talked about uh, Where's My Mama and Martin and right. Fresh Prince. And we, Boondocks didn't come up at the time. I just didn't, it never came across. Yeah. This never came up. Like, she would she would be perfectly suited to do that. Like, right on. That, that, well, I tried to get hers and hers was sold out. So the one that I played, I don't know if you saw the episode where I challenged, you know, because I'm doing a challenge game night, a challenge. <laughs> and I challenged um, Big Kurt from uh, the Smoking Section podcast. And we played, we did a uh, Martin game. And goddamn, who, I, like I was giving all props to the creator. And by the end of the game, which I lost one to zero, um, which doesn't mean that he did that great because it was 10 questions. This was hard. I was like, what Martin were you watching? Like she gave <laughs> questions and I was like, nobody would think of this, but it was, it was great. Okay. Hubby's making a face. He knew like two of the other ones, but it was the, these questions. Like we had people watching. They were like, where the hell are these questions from? One of the questions was who was Shanae's date on love connection? I don't know. <laughs> it was a comedian. I kept thinking of one person, but it was somebody else. Jamie Fox. Chris Rock. Who? It was Chris Rock. I said no, Jamie Foxx, too. <laughs> no, you, didn't. you said the other one. I said I was thinking of Tommy Davidson, but he played the other one. I said Jamie Foxx. Well, see, because yeah. we, when you said Shanae, I also think about Jamie Foxx when he was in Living Color, and he played... Uh, Wanda. Yes. Wanda, yeah. <laughs> so that, I kind of I put those two together, so I figured it, yeah. it would be funny if Jamie Foxx was the, was the date. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was great. If you guys haven't seen that episode, go watch. We were nice and lit and we had a good time. Yeah, I haven't, um, I haven't watched Martin since it was originally on. Yeah, I was like, I need to go back and watch it again because I was like, what is going on here? What's it on? Um, it is on, Martin's on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, I think it's like Amazon Prime right now. Right on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so now that it's like the next day for Demond, I guess we shall <laughs> let Cousin go ahead. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. Y'all have anything else? Anything else you want to want to? I mean, well, I mean, cause, well, this will be this will come out for our Patreon members, all two of them, uh, <laughs> soon. Hey, appreciate uh, it. Yeah, but if y'all if if you guys want to tune in to Disputed on Thursday, we'll be uh, we'll be doing our uh, Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer versus Cassidy from uh, from Preacher. So. That should be oh, that should be a fun one, and yeah, I would we, go for Spike because I have no idea who the other one is. But oh, yeah, <laughs> Cass Cassidy. Oh man, it's Preacher is such a good show, um, and I think you could watch that on uh, it's on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, yeah, it's on okay. Hulu because it's part of AMC. So, um, but yeah, Spike if you like the if you like the boys, um, Love the boys. Preacher the this uh, Preacher comic was written by the same guy, Garth Ennis. Okay. So did you know that the lead, I'm not like being like dismissive, but that just made me think. Um, the the guy from The Boys is in the new Scream. Quaid. Uh, Quaid, yeah. The do- the son of uh, oh, Meg Ryan yeah. and oh, yeah. yeah. Right on. And and it's um 
I don't know why I want to call her Monica. I know her real name. Courtney Cox. Um, and pause. It said pause. <laughs> Courtney Cox. <laughs> no homo. <laughs> Eve Campbell. And um, Neve Campbell. Neve. Nev. 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 One of the two. Whatever. Not the one that's on Catfish, but the other one. Um, that's neat. Yes. Nev Campbell. Sorry. <laughs> um, and uh, Arquette. Yeah. They're all back. But it's yeah. a whole new like group of, of friends, and he's one of them. Um, but yeah, I'm actually excited because I don't do scary movies. And then somebody told me that the other night, and I was like, oh, New Scream? We'll be watching that. But yeah, that, that is my kind of scary movie. Anything about these like saws and its and all this other shit coming out? No. <laughs> I do want to see the new Halloween movie. Because mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael that, yeah. Myers. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I can you know, do those. Those aren't bad. Those aren't bad. You know, other what else I'm looking forward to is Rob Zombie doing the Munsters. Oh wow! Yeah, and he's built That's the house and crazy. everything. The house looks fucking amazing. That's gonna be nuts. Are you serious? Wow! Yeah, and he's got dra- he's got Dragula Zombie. and everything. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, interesting. That is interesting. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Rob Zombie's wow. a fan. I mean, he's a huge yeah. fan. So. Yeah, I like the monster though. It's pretty good. It should be. It should be interesting. I'm. I'm, I'm kind of curious who they're gonna get. Who they're casting for everything. Yeah, I think I, I, I would be. Family. Another I would, cartoon. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Lily was played by his wife though. <laughs> Cause, right. Yeah, because I mean, if yeah, anytime he puts a movie together, Sherry Moon Zombie is in that movie. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. He's <laughs> well, like, I'm gonna make a movie just for you, sweetie. Just yep. for you. That's what I would do. I'm like, nepotism is real, people. Yeah, yeah. I have every, I have all my friend, friends, family. Man, I mean, she, I, she, real like she played yeah. a great I mean, serial look killer. Like a, look at like uh, Seth Rogen and like all of them. Like they're, I mean, they don't do nepotism, but they keep the same people in the same. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I would do, especially if they produce that. Like they're good workers and the money's there. Guess what? Another movie. So, yeah, two. Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg. That they 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 did Preacher. They did The Boys. They got uh, oh. f- they did Future Man. Uh, yeah. So uh, and I think they also did uh, the End of the World or what? When the the whole yeah the single that yeah. one was hilarious with Kevin Hart. Like they had everybody in it. Yeah, that was a good movie. Damn, I'm, I think I've only watched that once. That's another movie I'm watching again. That shit was funny. <laughs> but like I could watch Super Bad. Like any Seth Rogen movie, I can definitely watch. I love Seth Rogen. I mean, yeah, he's he's, I a, he's he seems like he's a pretty good guy, even in real life. I totally life. want to smoke weed with him, but yeah, like greatest thing ever. Yeah, he seems like he would just blow blow all day, and then like feed you, and then like you do some ceramics together, and then it'd be time to smoke again. It'd be like the greatest day ever. Curtains moving back there. You yeah. know how it goes. <laughs> oh, thank you. Hello. Tr Tr has delivered my edibles. <laughs> Hi, honey. But she's, trying, she's like, get off. It's time to drug you. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. It is Good time. Night, and it, it's, 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 it's art. Yeah. It's already tomorrow for, for yeah. uh, Demond. So, <laughs> so, and, and he's got to get prepped. He's got to get prepped for Thursday. So, yeah. well, just like when cousin's going to stay over, you're up all night until your mama goes, go to bed. So that was T coming in. There you go. And giving you your, your, that's like the triminic. She gave everybody triminic and she was like, to go to bed. Benadryl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so yeah, God, I haven't even heard, I hadn't heard Triaminic in fucking forever. Oh, my mom used to be like, go get some Triaminic. Like, we used to keep it in the refrigerator. Like, that's so bad. No, I mean, that's, yeah. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, because I, Benadryl. Yeah. 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 Especially if like friends were coming over, if it was a holiday, they're like, if you don't go take your, unless they wanted you to dance for them or something. <laughs> but other than that, it was like, you better get some trimetric Benadryl and then go, you can watch TV in my room tonight. You know, <laughs> then the next thing you know is the next day and you missed out on all the fun. <laughs> but hey, maybe that's what, no, never mind. I was going to say, maybe I should have some trimetric in my refrigerator for my son because he literally thinks. I asked him, I said, what do you think happens when you go to bed? And he goes, you guys have a party. I said, every night, every night. You think that we'd have a party when you go to bed? Every damn but, night. Every night. I wish we, I wish, son, I wish. We have party hats and everything. Everything. And you're not You don't invited. hear all the noise? <laughs> yeah. So funny. All right. Anything else before we button this up? Mm-hmm. Nothing. All right. I'm all good. Next hey. episode is epic. Yes, it is. I can't, I, I, you know, and it's, I'm all about the booty warrior. So I was going to say, is this the booty warrior? <laughs> I like you. I want you. <laughs> That's going to be a good one. 
can do this the easy way or the hard way. Right. <laughs> Chris Handsome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anyway, all right. Uh, So we'll see everybody next week. We love you all. Goodbye. Love ya. Don't take this the wrong way, bud. I need you to get the hell up out of here. Thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back again next time for A Date with the Booty Warrior. Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE-3-UNDO. Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag make a change by K-I-R-K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is Good Times by Audio Binger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.